All right, welcome back to Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, this week, I'm joined once again by uh, my good friend, Phil Pinty for our Desert Rats Part 2. This is like the pre-race podcast. Like, we're, what, like three days out? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Yep. Uh, so we're getting excited. Phil's out here in Denver, so we've been kind of like two men and a baby today. <laughs> uh, walking my baby around, and she's also here. Um, so you might hear her at some point, but yeah, man, welcome back. Thank you very much, Chris. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, let's get into it. So th- we've been excited about this for months now, like messaging back and forth and all this stuff. And the race is like pretty much upon us at this point. Um, how like going into this for a second year in a row, like how is that different for you this time around? Hmm. So I, uh, in, in preparations for this year's race, um, I went back and I listened to the first, our first conversation that we had together. I, I could only listen to like 15 <laughs> minutes because I'm like, we sound like such noobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, it's crazy that like we had this conversation with each other without actually having met each other like in person. Like the only similarities we had at that point. I mean, there, there's tons of similarities between us, but uh we both like running we're both husbands we're both fathers and um rugby rugby (laughs) and uh no i mean you're you're right in the sense that we we just sounded so you know we're talking all sorts of nutrition stuff and how we're gonna pack and everything but um i just wanna i wanna thank you like just starting off um i probably spoken more words or had more conversation in like the last day or two with you than i've had in weeks or months with like anyone <laughs> yeah. and uh trials and tribulations aside like i just i really am grateful for our friendship and uh podcast or no podcast like just the conversations that we have when we're just like road tripping around and you're yeah. taking me taking me to these parks and stuff and conversations about being dads or having children or everything like i'm just i'm really thankful for that and i just wanted to to, to let you know yeah so, man me too yeah. it's funny we've been talking since like nine this morning and it's 3 30 <laughs> yeah. so i'm like oh man we can be burned out well we could have had like an archive of like <laughs> we could have had an archive of like eight hours of yeah. this conversation yeah so. you sent me something a few weeks ago um it was the art of manliness podcast about uh-huh. uh what's the word i'm looking for like rituals rituals yeah yes. about yeah. rituals and how like this could play into the idea of going back Cause I don't know if you're like me, like I haven't done many races two years in a row. And I actually, I know you have, cause you've mm-hmm. done the Marine Corps marathon mm-hmm. f- like five years in a row now. Um, but for me, like I haven't done this, especially with trail races. I've never gone back to like the same trail race and tried it again and like done around two. Mm-hmm. And so like, what do you think about like the ritual idea of that? Like that Being, was I was going through like yeah. the Art of Manly list like archive and there was just like a bunch that I felt like touched on us embarking on this adventure again, but especially that one in a sense that there are things that we do as a human race, as a society, culturally, you know, whether it's holidays, whether it's like recognizing like anniversaries and, and whether you wanna believe into it or not, like it's like there's there's therapeutic elements to that, there's respect there's tradition there's customs that you attribute 
to those events and it's like it's just a part of like i think the human experience and after we did desert rats last summer it was like immediately we're like we we got to do this again like we got to get the band back together again we it was like everything we could have experienced like expected and more and i just feel like when you the fact that this year it's going to be a different group of people and like the weather could be different and all these things all those variables but the ritual sense of like all right we know what day one what we're in store for we know on day three we do this or like whatever it's just the fact that we're revisiting it it like it's it solidifies the importance of the trek that we did last summer and and also adds even more elements to that yeah you know, so yeah i think um that idea of ritual was interesting like because you brought it up and i was like whoa i didn't even consider this to be a ritual but one of the things they mentioned was the idea that it was kind of like it's something you go through that like shifts your whole mindset shifts like the paradigm of paradigm, your life paradigm right that was and, a key word yeah and so it's like that happened to me last year mm -hmm. you know like you could go back and listen to the podcast we did after desert rats and mm -hmm. stuff and i'm like dude my mind was blown my like eyes were open to kind of like a whole bunch of different possibilities and like a whole bunch of different like experience like it wasn't just for me because you know I, we talked a lot in the last podcast we did about like you know our perspective losses and stuff mm -hmm. and like that was definitely a huge part of desert rats for me but really it was like day four like that's when i focused on that experience and processing it mm -hmm. but the rest of the days weren't like that the rest of the days like kind of opened my mind to like what we can accomplish together mm -hmm. as a group of people if we um if we're all like working towards one goal and we're all like supportive of one another mm -hmm. which was crazy man yeah. i didn't expect that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um well, it's like anything with like kids going away to college or people going off to boot camp for military or something like oh we, yeah we man. have these things where people go into something as technically like one person and there's a system of, of breaking down or learn, learning new traits or new roles or new responsibilities. And like, in a sense, during that 13 week transformation at boot camp, like yeah. those kiddos are coming out a, a different person in a sense. And um, I think this experience is just so much more than running. It's so much yeah. more than camping. It's so much more than, because like we said, our very first podcast, there's a hundred as parents, as husbands, there's a hundred, if not a thousand other things we could be doing or we should be doing or other responsibilities. And it's like every day you have a billion things on your mind, a, a billion. And yeah. like when we, when you talk to people about like meditation or something about like just turning, turning that internal voice off or allowing yourself to, it's so cliche to like unplug or like whatever, but like, are you, are you really unplugging? Like, you know, to, to, to force yourself, not even force yourself, to allow yourself to just to leave that all behind kind of. And the only thing you have to worry about, and it's not even moving forward or keeping one foot in front of the other. It's just like just being in the moment. And no matter what happens for good or for bad, just knowing that like you're going to get through it. Yeah. And, you know, just to like turn it off, just turn it all off and just be there. I mean, that's it's it's really a great experience. Yeah, so. that's what I was like. As I got back, I'm like, was it? not being around technology for six days was it being with like a like-minded group of people mm -hmm. was it it was it even like 
<laughs> not looking into a mirror, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. like you just get completely covered in dirt and stuff yeah. and you don't see yourself for yeah. six. Like, was that the thing that was so just like mind blowing? In the military no or going out to the field with desert rats, like when you don't shower for three, four <laughs> yeah. days, like when your only means of like hygiene are like brushing your teeth and maybe taking like river, a, a wet river nap. bath. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you, it just makes you appreciate it that much more. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I mean, you, that first shower back, man. It's like it's like you haven't showered in like a month. Dude, I I took a picture <laughs> of my legs last year, and yeah. like I pulled my sock down a little bit, and mm-hmm. it was haunting. Yeah. How much dirt and grime was on my legs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So is that it? Like, what's the? I couldn't pin. Like at the end of the day, it's just everything. Like I couldn't pinpoint the one factor that made it special to me. Um, obviously like the group of people was probably the thing mm-hmm. that I really walked away with, mm-hmm. but just the whole experience together was amazing. So um, I think, I think too, in, in our society, everything is so clean cut and, and a la carte. And, uh, you know, you, you think these things like Amazon or you think these things like Netflix and Hulu and live streaming and updates and Wi-Fi and, all these things are there to make our lives easier but you know i can't i can't take credit for this statement but it's like the more things that we own the more they end up owning us yeah and and just that ability to just not worry about back back in the olden times like when they would be at the end of the day doing their work like they would just sit around the dinner table and or talk the fire or and, and read just a talk book and, maybe and share stories and like re- recount the adventures of that day and it's like that's how those those legends or those myths or what i mean it doesn't even have to go along those lines but i'm just saying like those are the things when you think back to holidays of your holidays of your youth it's it's the crazy thing your uncle did or it's the remember slant sledding with with grandma yeah, or whatever it's, it's, never, it's not sitting around watching tv it's not watching something. tv and no. even like when you think back as a kid and maybe your ritual like once a year your dad would take you to a movie or something it wasn't about the actual movie. Yeah. You know, it was the experience of going the there, day getting the popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like sitting there talking about the movie on the on the car ride home. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the ritual. Yeah. And that's the cool part. Um, so and almost with this trip, like I, nothing to take away from Deserats, but like just being out here with you now is like is, is just so special to me. And like just the downtime that we have together. It's like, yeah, it's like two boys preparing to go to like summer camp or something, you know, like we're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, what goodies are we going to take with us? And just like, just the downtime with you to like yeah. enjoy the day with your daughter and, and walk a national park. It's like you, we, our lives are so busy and everything. Like you just don't, not every day is Fer- Ferris Bueller's day off. You know, yeah. you don't have these opportunities to just, just go and do. I know we were just talking about how we should make every day Ferris Bueller's day off. It would be more. You couldn't really support yourself too much for too long. Yeah. But. But it does, it like brings you back to this childhood excitement because you're anticipating this thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think part of the ritual is like the anticipation part of absolutely it. Tr- absolutely true. When you're looking forward to like a holiday and stuff like that, it's not solely Christmas. It's all the rituals and, and traditions that you do leading up to Christmas. Yeah. Baking the cookies or singing the carols or all that stuff. Yeah. So When you talk about rich, like when, when you've thought about this and so like I always think of ritual, the common one is like, when a boy becomes like a man somehow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's some sort of ritual along with that um and obviously like in different cultures there's all sorts of stuff but like do you have any from your like thinking back on your life was there anything that really stands out in that sense 
Like, do you remember any rituals in high school or whatever? I have a specific one if yeah. you want some time to yeah. think. Uh, in our high school football team, mm-hmm. the night before our last regular season game, mm-hmm. we all went out and uh, it was like after practice, we brought a cleat, like one cleat, like an old cleat, like a beat up cleat. And we would do the burning of the shoe mm-hmm. and all the seniors would throw their, they would <laughs> say something. I don't remember what was said. Probably a bunch of like bro stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Meathead stuff. Yeah. But I don't know what was said, but it would be like, you'd say something and you'd throw your shoe into the fire. And then somehow it was like, okay, I'm about to like end this experience of high school football that was like so meaningful in my life. And now I'm going to move on to like whatever the next phase is. Mm -hmm. And just thinking like when I listened to that podcast about ritual, I was like, was there anything that really stands out to me growing up like the boy to man kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And I think that that one out of everything stands out. Hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good one. Yeah, it was cool, man. And, uh, you know, my dad growing up was always a coach. So mm-hmm. I was always around the football team. And and so, like, I would witness the older guy. And, you know, you'd be younger and you'd witness the older guys doing that. And you'd be like, someday I'm throwing I'm throwing my shoe in this fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're kind of like, <laughs> you're like, looking back now, I'm like, I mean, we're just throwing shoes in fire, you yeah. know. But at the time, it was so meaningful, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, But. Yeah. I, I have a, I have a bunch, uh, not so many. I think I could probably share on the podcast. Yeah, for like law enforcement reasons. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, one that kind of comes to mind and was just kind of one experience with with siblings, and it's it's kind of you know sentimental or kind of emotional. But I mean, I think it's along the lines of just kind of being spontaneous and and all being in a moment together. But um. A few years back, my grandfather was was very ill, gravely ill, and uh, was was sick and was dying. It was it was the end of his life, and my siblings and I we all went down to to Florida with my mother, and we had a tumultuous upbringing and uh, not I wouldn't say traditional upbringing, but uh, it was kind of mo- one of those moments in life. Like there's many movies that do this thing where like the kids grow up and then they come back for like uh, for a funeral or for a wedding i love those movies i'm in <laughs> i'm in i don't know why i'm yeah. into on like any like big like revisiting guess, like rituals yeah. yeah yeah i'm in for that but you have the, you, your own personas your own attitudes your own outlooks <clears throat> like when you're young kids and now it's like you're all getting back together like 20 years <laughs> later you like revert to it a yeah little bit, yeah i'm like the middle brother and so we're there, and we're there for the, the appropriate reasons to be there for my grandfather. But one night, I, I, I don't – I want to say it was like Fort Lauderdale or something, but we went out. And it was almost in a sense like a celebration of life. Like even though my grandfather wasn't there and even though my mother wasn't there and it was like this like solemn time, we weren't going out to like get like crazy or go bonkers or anything like that. But we, we were enjoying each other's company and – there was no like significant others there or anything like that. It was just like me, my little brother, Adam and my older sister, Angela and myself. And it was just us three. And we like went to like a disco club and we're like dancing and stuff like that. (laughs) So it was a beautiful, gorgeous, like full moon in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And we went out on the beach and like, for some reason we just decided to like 
I guess in a sense you'd say like go like skinny dipping or something, but it like it wasn't awkward, but we just like for some reason we're like we're just gonna go out swimming in yeah. the water. And like the water was like crystal blue and the moon shining and it was just like one of those moments like with your siblings where like you're just you almost like look at them and like you you remember them like through like childlike eyes and it's like yeah it was just this really symbolic thing and um we were down there for a few days for like maybe a week or something and my grandfather like got a little bit better but he was still sick and then like it turned out like a few weeks later like he passed away but it was just like one of those moments where we were just kind of like just celebrating life and just celebrating like being together yeah and stuff that's so, awesome man yeah. yeah that's i think i mean those are the things that stick out mm-hmm. about life is you think you do think back to and i guess when i hear when i heard ritual when you sent that to me i was like oh this does it, this means like by definition like something you do more than once but then when they were talking about it they did mention like it might not be more than once it might just be like this is something in your life that happens and then you're in like a different phase or whatever i may maybe we need to look up like synonyms of ritual but it's it's i'm it's, doing it's, it right it's, now it's, it's, it's along those lines but it's like you know the aborigine do like a, you know like a walkabout like you're saying like you know these events for young men or young women to like become adults but the the truest definition of like ritual or something or like this this coming of age tale yeah. is something occurs in your life where you go into it a certain way with certain standards or certain morals or yeah, certain yeah, yeah. things the event happens and then you need to change your paradigm you need to change certain things in order to like almost survive like to get through it to come out on the other side you need to put things down or you need to pick things up in order to like transgress yeah 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 it says like ceremony yeah i was like oh i guess that makes sense mm-hmm. you know yeah um well with, with with my daughter like when i was growing up I never, I never partook in like the local camps or anything. I never went away to like a sleepaway camp or something. And and later this summer, my daughter is attending a very special camp for a very for for kids who've been through situations very much like my own. And and the camp name is uh, Camp Kesem, and it, it's just such an awesome camp. And I look forward to it because it's like. Penelope went through the application process and got into the camp for, like, this summer. Yeah. But this camp is open to kids up until they're, like, 18 years old. Oh, so this might be her ritual. This might be her ritual. And it's, like, um, the fact that she has this thing to, like, go to and experience, and then it'll be something that she has to look forward to year after year. And then, additionally, a lot of the children who go to this camp and work their way kind of up the ranks, then when they no longer go there as camp pupils, they then become camp counselors. Yeah. So it's this whole kind of, like full circle thing where like you're taking these children who've been through tragedies in a sense and you're building uh, confidence you're building teamwork you're building responsibility and all these things and then like it's just it it, in order to turn something not so pretty into like this beautiful like you know i think it's a really special thing yeah man yeah that's cool and she's gonna build like a community and stuff like that yeah that's awesome man well it's cool i like that you sent me that because it got me thinking and considering these ideas you know Mm -hmm. and like who knows this might be the i i'm not sure if i'm gonna do desert routes next year or Mm -hmm. whatever but this year i'm going in fully expecting to like just enjoy it on Mm -hmm. that kind of sense of Mm -hmm. like oh like i'm coming back like you know like even like the pre-race meeting like on sunday night yeah i'm like this is awesome like we're at the pre-race meeting yeah (laughs) like Monday morning before we get on the buses, I'm going to, like, go get breakfast. I'm like, we're getting breakfast, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, even, even like, offline, like, even not related to Deserats, like, yeah. just, I mean, a, a, a ripple effect of Deserats, but, like, just the folks we met last year, like, 
you, you make these relationships and these partnerships and it's like the the adventures that we may partake i mean who knows like maybe yeah. chris ward and phil pinty this is like every every year if we if do something we, we can do something we get together exactly. and we do something it's like it, it it's special because we're we're recognizing like our relationship with each other but we're also every year is kind of like compounding and it's building on the things that we've learned like previously yeah about the journey that we take or about each other or like whatever so yeah man. yeah that's awesome i guess so one thing i'm trying to do this year is uh it's gonna be weird man i'm trying to take all my expectations <laughs> about the whole entire race yeah and kind of like throw them out the window yeah because i kind of am like i we're going to go in and we have these preconceived notions of like, this is what day one feels like. This is what day two feels like. This is what day three, but who knows, man, it might be totally different. Like we were talking yesterday. I felt really strong day four. You struggled day four. Speak, speak for yourself. Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I felt weak on day two. And you said you felt great day two. So it's like, how do I know this year day two is not going to come about. And that might be my best day, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I am trying to not, compare the experience this year to last year's you know what i mean like it's kind of like the whole like being like when someone i don't know even when when someone's like hyper controlling or something yes i'm gonna make an analogy to like parenting or something yes but you you always hold yourself to these standards that like this parent's doing this x y and z and like i need to do these things or like well I'm, i'm not gonna be able to make this whatever it is and it's just like if you go into it and you think you have control over everything, Dude. that's like your first fault. You're your, already making a mistake. You're already making a mistake because it's like you can't – if you are going to hold on to that little thing, then everything that goes bad or doesn't go your way the entire day – It might affect you more. Yeah. yeah. And it's like just don't – we have that experience from last year. It's, it's okay to go into it and like, oh, this is what we'll see or this is where the river switchbacks or like whatever. But like – don't you don't know how you're gonna be feeling on that given day so you yeah man yeah well and spoiler alert for next week's podcast yeah i'm gonna say the same quote and probably (laughs) butcher it just like i'm because i already recorded next week's um but i heard a quote that was like expectations (laughs) i'm messing it up again expectations (laughs) are just opportunities for acceptance Uh uh-huh and i loved that quote yes i'm like yeah if you go in with expectations chances are there's like a 99% chance the experience is going to be com- like different than what you went in expecting. Mm-hmm. And so you have to accept it and be okay with that. You know, whereas, you know, like when you hear people who get frustrated during ultra marathons, a lot of times it's because they're like lining up thinking like, this is going to be the perfect race. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even going to feel sore. I'm not going to get a stomach ache ever. I'm not going to cramp ever. Like I'm just, this is my expectation for this race. And then reality kicks them in the face. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now I'm frustrated yeah. because I'm starting to feel queasy or I'm not keeping my pace that I expected to keep and stuff. So I think you just kind of have to go into it like super open to the experience, which is, you know, we keep using the phrase this week of like hippy dippy. It's a bit hippy dippy <laughs> to be like, I'm just going to be open to the experience, man. But like yeah. you kind of do. One of, one, of, one of my last road races was uh, the Frederick half Maryland, uh, marathon up in uh, Frederick, Maryland. And uh, the race, the morning of it was just like raining the whole entire morning. Yeah. And then yeah. at the start of the race, it was just like a monsoon rain. Yeah. Right. And if you're only a fair weather runner, if you you know 
if, if running in the rain isn't your jam, then you're you're beat at the start. Yeah, you're screwed right And away. it's like, it's not about your time, it's not about whatever, but like, if you're just not in the right mental mindset, then you might as well not even not even run, yeah. you know? And it's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm saying if somebody's, if they don't want to get hurt or injured or whatever, like that's one thing, but I'm just saying if you're beat at the start, like you, you and you in a sense by setting expectations you're in a sense doing that to yourself yeah because it may not be the best weather or whatever and you just have to you just have to go with it yeah i love that's the thing i've learned about myself through ultra running is like i can handle a lot of this shit like mm-hmm. throw it at me world like <laughs> snowstorm done yeah rainstorm done and like yeah obviously there's probably limits in every situation but it's like i've learned about myself like i can handle various weather and part of it is adaptability mm-hmm. and the other part of it is the greatest skill in ultra running which is just stubbornness mm-hmm. where you're just like i like audacity oh, or, or, audac- tenac- or tenaciousness that makes more sense yeah. than stubborn stubborn sounds kind of could be a little off-putting speaking of tenacious <laughs> um you heard tenacious d yes okay so last year during day two on like the flat super flat road mm-hmm the whole time in my head for about like two hours, which I'm going to say this out loud and I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but I just had that line from tribute Uh where it's just like me and my brother Kyle here were hitchhacking down a long and lonesome road. road. And I kept, I was going to say the tribute. Did you listen to the song or just that like speech? I didn't even listen to it. It just popped in my head. Uh And then I just kept repeating that in my head Uh as I was delirious, a little bit delirious. Can I one up you real quick? (laughs) Yeah, go for it. So mid Maryland, ultra this this year uh rachel came to help crew me and uh <clears throat> the kiddos and i like the weekend before had seen lego movie two yeah. so, <laughs> there's that song from the first song the first everything movie like awesome. everything is awesome yeah so then in this one they they, they kick it up a notch and there's the song uh this song is going to get stuck inside your head <laughs> and it's this really like poppy kind of catchy song so at the beginning of the race like I'm like, I'm going to listen to this, this song on repeat the entire race. <laughs> and Rachel's like, did no, you do it? The entire race. That's insanity. Yeah. I mean, it is insanity because it just got to the point where like, you're just here. Like, cause then you, at the end of a song, it like fades out and yeah. then it would fade in. It would just be like, here we go again. Here we go. And it was just, it just has a great B. I had my breathing on point and, uh, yeah. So <laughs> When I was in eighth grade, we were taking a trip to DC, mm-hmm. like a bus trip. And I thought we were, it was the day of CDs, like back in the day when everyone had CD players. And I thought like someone, like someone had mentioned, like, we're like 20 minutes from the hotel. I'm like, nice. I'm going to believe you fellow eighth grade kid. Cause you obviously know the directions in DC. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm just going to listen to this one song. I think it was fat lip by some 41 do you know that song okay no. this is an embarrassing like i was in eighth grade uh-huh. you know? anyway so i listened to it on was re- it radio like a radio friendly yeah song? uh kind of i think it was on the radio okay but anyway so i was like i'm gonna listen to this on repeat until we're at the hotel mm-hmm. we didn't get to the hotel for like two and a half more hours yeah but like an hour in i'm like i'm an hour into this i can't I have, stop now. i can't stop now it's a great song <laughs> yeah. yeah but i listened to this song isn't gonna suck inside your head or whatever it's called for five hours and 40 minutes so touche <laughs> Chris Ward. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, no, I, I hear that song when I sleep and when I. Yeah, when yeah, you. I do that with Baby Shark. <laughs> Baby Shark. Just, we get home and they're like, Dad, can we put on Baby Shark? I'm like, I mean, why not? But uh, 
Speaking of songs, I guess, mm -hmm. um, do you have like what's your special like go to besides that Lego mm -hmm. movie too? Hmm. What's your special go to? It's do you just, have a go to? It's just Lego. Just all just Lego. The theme? Lego, yeah, Lego <laughs> Movie One and Lego Movie Two. It's what about the, Lego soundtrack. Lego Batman. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess all sorts, all sorts of music. I mean, there's like the music from like the '90s, early 2000s, like just like catchy, yeah. like like even like goofy stuff, like you know, like. I don't know. Not like inappropriate stuff, but just like those catchy, like, yeah. you know, baby like, got back or something like that. Like yeah. just something to like, it's like a, it's like the sorbet of music just to kind of like cleanse, cleanse yeah. the palate. Yeah. But, uh, I'd say like probably like classic rock or, yeah. you know, growing up in the nineties and stuff like, you know, Soundgarden, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers, but also like, you know, hip hop, yeah. uh, Jay-Z and stuff like that. Nice, you man. Know? Do yeah. you, so I know if, like for me, I put together a playlist mm -hmm. for when I'm out there and I threw on some like I think I'm like I'm in the desert like I want to hear this type of music yeah you know I think I think where I, I I think I'm tracking I think I'm picking up what okay. you're putting down <laughs> but I, I sometimes I'll throw some songs in there that are like I don't know about everyone else but whenever I go on vacation or something like yeah. that like there'll be an album or there'll yeah. be like a certain type of music that like encapsulate that trip you're at the beach you yeah. want like but it, it's weird though like why are you like dave music. matthews is gonna like encapsulate this week that's yeah. what i do yeah, or like yeah. something random like spin doctors from like the 90s <laughs> that reminds me of like this specific place yeah but anyway for this trip for some reason like i have like kind of like melancholy like chill you know, out uh, you know, I, I guess so but like just like mumford and sons and yeah. like the lumineers and i'm like this yeah. isn't fit what am i doing to myself you know because i'm i'm just sitting on a train out like <laughs> i'm on a plane in a train and i'm like coming out to see you and i probably just look like a sad a sad urban cowboy with like you were wearing a cowboy hat. i was wearing a cowboy hat and just like pitbull sunglasses and they're like what's up with the sad cowboy listening yeah. to like we can hear his lumineers yeah through his headphones and i just i feel like sometimes you need to like not that we do it to ourselves we like beat ourselves up or put ourselves through the ringer but like you need that music to kind of like turn the feels on a little bit sets the mood yeah, yeah. i yeah. gotcha yeah i got some like i threw some like uh sergio leone movie soundtrack stuff yeah like fistful of yeah you were sending you oh, sent yeah, me some and then you. i was like this needs to go on here yeah you know yeah but and then some like old-timey western-y i think when you're stuff. out running like through these landscapes you know I mean? and stuff and like vistas and mesas and plateau whatever yeah. all this stuff you know yeah. ge ge geographical terms that's what it, you, you want to hear need the like the instrumental like or even that, like uh, like uh, there's guys that just play like acoustic guitar like there's yeah. no singing or anything it's just like yeah and you just feel it man totally I, yeah. last year i put on the legend of zelda mm -hmm. song mm -hmm. do you know that song yeah because i'm like i'm going on a quest mm -hmm. you know i need this i need this background music so yeah. that came on at one point and i was like here we go mm -hmm. <laughs> there's um i'm drawing a complete blank on that on the group <laughs> name but it's like an or orchestral group yeah, and I think they've done like multiple artists. Yeah, but they did. It's a it's a Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, so album. they like cover. Yeah, yeah, that's. But cool. it's like it's so awesome because like you're hearing, you know, like Flea's bass line. It's just like on a cello and stuff. Yeah. And it's like it you 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 pick out parts of the song that you wouldn't like normally hear. Yeah, it, yeah, it's very very soothing. Do you throw on any Macho Man speeches? And if there's one Macho Man speech you would recommend, yeah, because you sent me a couple. Yeah, over the last few months so i don't know if many people know this or not but uh macho man actually made like a collaboration with the art with the rapper that did like let me clear my throat i 
think I yeah somewhere in like the deep recesses yeah. of my mind I'm like yeah. I think I know this I think the song is called like get on the floor yeah and it's like it's macho man like rapping <laughs> on a beat and, <laughs> and sometimes I just like I'm just like you know what like ma- like I need to hear like macho man like being my soundtrack right now <laughs> and uh no, there's many, many, like, Macho Man speeches out there one time. I'm not even going to try to, like, impersonate his voice or anything, but he's like... Yeah. I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. You don't need to... No, I'm, 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 I'm trying to recall some. But they're just, like, so artistic, you know? Like, so... In his weird way? Mm-hmm. Like a poet. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, other guys, like, back then and even now, they do these, like, promotional things, but, like, it was almost like Macho Man's promotions were, like... That was what you tuned in for. Like, I feel it wasn't like, even... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he came in with, like, a piece of paper with, like, two bullet points on it. Where he's like, I gotta mention this. I gotta mention this. And then he just winged it. Like, improvised everything, mm-hmm. but it turned out to be genius. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I feel like, anyways. I don't know if that's true. We'd say, like, I'm the tower of power, too sweet to be sour. <laughs> I'm funky like a monkey. Sky's the limit and space is the place. And you're just like what drugs are this guy on right now? Cause like he's in another universe, you know? And like his, 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 uh, mean Gene Ogerlin, yeah. like passed away like yeah, I think yeah. this year sometime. And, uh, just like his, his commentary and like bantering back and forth with him. And like mean Gene would just like totally play along with it and kind of probably let macho man go. Like oh, if some yeah. other wrestler tried that with him, he'd be like, all right, it'd like kind of like, cut him off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that stuff's just super entertaining. He's like, how long can Macho Man go right now? We got 40 minutes to fill. Go ahead, dude. Just cut him, cut yeah. him loose. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. well, um, what about, like, going back to, like, Deseret's and stuff? Like, how, how did you train? Like, how is your training different than last year? Not to get into, like, the, you know, thick of uh-huh. the, the boring stuff, you yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah. like, how is it different than last year? Because I know mine was totally different. Mm-hmm. It was a lot different this year. I think you and I both collectively said that not that we not that we are like underestimating like this year's race, but having done it already, um, maybe this year we feel that we're not we're not doing enough. You yeah. know? And and I brought up to you, I just said that like last year, in a sense, for my, for myself where I was at at a fitness level. I may have actually like potentially overtrained for for last year. I think race. I might have too. Yeah, honestly. And and this year I kind of feel <laughs> that's what we're saying now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had my doctor tell me that I'm like 15 pounds overweight. You know, she had my she pulled up my records from last year's physical, and she's like, "I'm gonna clear you for the Desert Rats race, Phil, but um, you're you're about 15 pounds bulkier than you were last year." And I'm like, "Bulky? I'm like, is that a is that a medical term?" <laughs> no, I'm just no, but bulky, I, <laughs> bulky means pure muscle, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. you mean. Uh, yeah. No, but I just I think um, maybe going into this one on like a little bit more like fresh legs, and uh, when when you're not in a sense running yourself into the ground, like doing race after race after race, like I don't want to say like that rocky hunger, but like I kind of forget what it's like to like feel that pain of yeah. like pushing yourself. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think so too. I for me. The biggest difference was the Denver weather, mm-hmm. which it's funny. Like, I was out here complaining to people, like, it's not 90 degrees. And because it was beautiful, mm-hmm. it was 60 degrees for, like, two months before this. It was, like, the p- most perfect weather ever. 
But in my mind, I'm like, I need this to get hot. Like last year, it was 90 degrees through mo- a lot of May, mm-hmm. and it was just like brutally hot. And I would go for a run after school and just be like sweating like a pig, like heat adapted like crazy. Um, and then this year, it just never happened. And so once I got done with school, uh, and you know, back on stay at home dad duty, like right now, I'm feeding the <laughs> baby with a bottle while mm-hmm. doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, how can I get he and I, I did the physical too with my doctor dr bill he's the man um and we were talking about heat adaptation because i've done a lot of research this year actually on like the science behind heat ad- adaptation there's a lot of things that point to like if you do 14 like two weeks ish of like really intentional getting out and exercising in the heat like you actually gain pretty much all the most of the benefits you're going to gain mm-hmm. so like that's pretty much what is necessary but it never got hot. And yeah. so he was like, have you thought about like just layering up? And I'm like, yeah, I've thought of it, but like, I haven't pulled the trigger. Like it, does that actually work and stuff? And he's like, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to try. And maybe it'll be like a mental boost. So basically every morning I would go for a run at like five in the morning. So it'd be like 40 degrees. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't be any good for heat adaptation, but I would get home and like the hottest part of the day, which was still like 70 and beautiful. I would put the baby in the stroller. She'd need a nap. I'd put on four sweatshirts or three sweatshirts. Um, I threw a 35-pound kettlebell in my backpack, my Desert Rats backpack, and I will just push her in the stroller for like an hour and a half. And I tried to walk as fast as I could. She would just sleep the whole time. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even know. Like, yeah. Wouldn't even. Like, she would just fall asleep as we walked. Woke up when we got home. It would be no big deal. But I realized this guy in three sweatshirts i look like the kid on a christmas story who can't put his arms down yeah. uh with this heavy backpack wearing pretty much all black i had a black hat black sunglasses sweatshirt pushing a stroller i'm like people are thinking i'm stealing this baby yeah right yeah what's the robber doing with the stroller <laughs> yeah why is this robber stealing this baby right now because i'm also walking like as fast as I can walk. Yeah. It looks like I'm on a mission to get away. You're trying to get away from the crime. I'm trying to get away from the mom I stole yeah. the baby from, yeah, you yeah. know? And uh, I didn't realize that till like day two. And then I'm like, that's all I could think of. Every time I passed a person, I wanted to be like, not stealing this baby, ma'am. This mm. is my child. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm training for a desert race. So I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, man. So that was like the biggest difference. I, and I started thinking because it started becoming monotonous mm-hmm. where it was like every day I'm doing the same thing. And it was we- like wearing me down mentally. But I was kind of thinking about the idea of like preparation, right? Like if you put the work into the preparation, you're not going to have that seed of doubt in the back of your mind during the event of like when you're in pain, you're not going to be like, I should have done more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think like silencing that tiny voice is pretty key to these kind of things. Yeah. If that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. Yeah. I'm not a behavioral uh, psychologist. We should have like a bunch of clips. Of we should saying, be. I, I'm not a this. I'm not a doctor. I'm not. A yeah. I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not a rocket scientist. Yeah. No, but I, I, I think if there's, I don't know if there's any science behind this, but like the fact that we did this adventure last year. Yeah. Is there like a, is there like a button in our brain that's been pushed 
where like we all know that moment like after we've run a marathon yeah and it's like oh i can like do, i can do I a can marathon do anything now. right now i can like yeah. lift a car and i can and like once you get over that mental hurdle of like holy crap i just ran 26.2 miles yeah. like not that you don't feel those pre-race jitters not that you don't get anxious not that you don't go into races and say oh i'm a little over underprepared for this or yeah. i shouldn't have had that burrito last yesterday but like you I think I think it might just be human nature that like we've we've already in a sense did this thing and you know I, I'm actually looking forward to this 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 time around just being maybe like less stressful yeah like less stress that we're putting on ourselves more which we've already yeah at this yeah when's this race gonna kick us in the face because uh, I know when it's gonna kick me in the face. I know this is gonna be something like I said we I said I couldn't listen back to last year's yeah I wonder if this year I'm gonna listen to this and be like I can't listen back to that because day two just like <laughs> destroyed me or something. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but I agree with you. Like, it's kind of like you on, you proved to yourself you can do it. And so in the back of your mind, instead of this voice of doubt, yeah. now there's a voice of this little voice of like, you did it last year. Like yeah. you can do this, man. Like get it together. Even in those hard moments, like get it together push forward and you you, you pick you up to, to circle back to have this thing come like full circle like we we picked up all those nuggets of knowledge like last year like all those little things that we did or yeah. we over like i oh i totally overpacked last year in regards yeah. to like nutrition and like all these waffles and bars and like yeah. all this stuff and i'm like you know not only not only that like being a work mule or something like carrying all this stuff but if you streamline you're packing if you streamline your thoughts if you streamline your training like you you cut away all the fat right and all that stuff goes to like the cutting room floor yeah and and we've whether or not we want to believe it like not that we're becoming these these like elite ultra runners but we're you learn by doing right? you become experienced maybe and that's not elite. what makes experts yeah because you <laughs> what's the journey from novice to expert experience yeah that's true and like you think, you know, like we're not we're in our thirties, but you meet Speak people for yourself, Chris. You're in your thirties. I'm 30s? in my late twenties. Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. No, my no. bad. Um, but you see ultra runners who are like in their sixties and they're badasses. Yeah. They know, like, yeah. I just I try to go in as a sponge, like teach me, teach mm -hmm. me your ways, yeah. you know, because like you know way more than me, and you've like had these experiences more than I have, mm -hmm. and. I, I, I mean, for me personally, like I've been doing this since 2013. So what is that? Like six years. Mm -hmm. And I still know that's like fairly young, like rookie-ish, right? But I'm like, the growth I've seen in myself, ultra running from my very first race in wherever, Charlotte, North Carolina, mm -hmm. to now I'm like, whoa, like I have learned a lot. Like I've start, I've, you can see that growth throughout it, if yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And you're, you're doing the things that like you, you want to do. Yeah. And when I, when I go to the local trail or something and I see the person with the little, like, uh, the little Subaru and they've got the, the bike rack on the back and they've got like a mountain bike and yeah. they have their helmet and they have their water bottle and they have their backpack and they've got their replacement tire and they got like all these supplies and stuff. And I'm like, man, like I don't. I don't want to get into like mountain biking or like when somebody's <laughs> like, Hey, you should start getting into like tries and yeah. stuff. I'm like, I don't want to, you know, take on all that responsibility, but like, we're, we're doing these things because we like, we want to do them. And you know, if I can come full circle with like being parents and stuff, it's just like, 
I want my children to genuinely get into stuff that they they want to do. Yeah. Like I feel like I can't the level of excitement, the le- level of preparation, the level of commitment that you and I have towards doing these things and stuff. Like I feel like you you can't force somebody to do, you know, the old adage like you can take a horse to water but you can't make them drink. I mean that's like total cliche, but like we're doing these things because like we genuinely like doing them and when people hear that we do these things whether it's a parent or whether it's a neighbor like oh that's crazy man that you run like ultra like 5ks and stuff and like that was a joke but uh you know (laughs) ultra 5ks ultra 5 they're intense yeah you've never run an ultra 5k you gotta run one of those ultra 5ks (laughs) no but like it's just if you're passionate about what you're doing then the work the preparation it doesn't seem like that much of a hassle like we're we're doing these things like therapeutically as like a vacation whereas like some people think we're completely crazy yeah you know so. and i wish because people oh i guess we should have said this 44 minutes ago <laughs> just added on in there but if you want to like follow along there's like a tracker mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. i don't know how entertaining it is people said it was entertaining last year though i think you see like a little you like see a, a dot bleep, like a little yeah like, dot like here's ball. phil yeah. Yeah, here's yeah. chris yeah here's all these other people yeah, you know. Well, the information like hasn't. I mean, I'm gonna put it out on the on the. Yeah, social we'll put it out. Yeah, I guess like, what you know, I'm trying to say. We didn't get our bib numbers yet or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So. And I totally lost my train of thought there. Oh, I w- I wish people could see because they're gonna see that they're gonna see pictures afterwards. We're gonna do a podcast, a few podcasts probably afterwards too, and so they'll hear all that about the actual experience. But what a lot of people are missing is just like the amount of time and commitment and discipline Mm -hmm. it took beforehand Mm -hmm. and that's more like that's Mm -hmm. the event is awesome they say when somebody like you know it's a a marathon like a boston marathon yeah somebody some famous runner said this but like your your marathon we'll just say what's her name des linden des linden maybe i don't know i think she said this i I do you don't even know what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) she says keep showing up that's what she says that is what she says. She's a badass. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody said that like your marathon starts like when your training starts. Like the the, the yeah, marathon. That's true. For me, like you don't need to be a macho man. Like you, the, the 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 thing itself is like the main event. It's it's the it's you getting to like shine, getting to like show up. You know. Yeah. But your your training is is the official start. You but know? no one sees that training. No, and no, no one, it, it's the tip of the iceberg where like you see the results, right? Yeah, that's what people see. Yeah, but then it's all this other stuff like underneath. Yeah, like like, no, like, like this. I'm, I'm sorry, like this year, you you talking about what you did differently this year as opposed to last year? And like last year, I had my nanny Miss Celeste, who was like a godsend, who was there to help me like raise the kiddos and stuff. And I would have her in the mornings to help me get the kids up and off to school. And like this go around, I I didn't have that. Yeah, availability. I, I didn't have her, so you know the fact that I was with my kids in the mornings and then also in the afternoons. And I mean, you know this with three three kiddos, like things changed. My my training changed. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that like who's not to say? I, I mean, and again, it's not for that final result, but like who's not to say that this culmination of like you know things maybe adds to a much more enjoyable experience because i haven't been running myself into the ground i've the nerves aren't there you know we know in a sense what to expect and that's in a sense the importance of rituals or traditions or you know there's family there's things that families do that aren't even like official holidays like sometimes a family will do 
like me, my family and I, like every summer they, up in Pennsylvania, there's Hershey Park and stuff. And like yeah. maybe, maybe every, it doesn't even have to be a specific weekend, but you know, you know what goes into like the preparation to yeah. pack the backpacks or to pack the strollers or like whatever. And it's like that becomes, if that's something your family enjoys to do year after year, like every year you learn little tidbits of like where to park. Be more like, efficient. Yeah. At it. Yeah. Like I the gotcha. kettle corn at the front of the park is much better than the kettle corn further in the park. Why is that? I think it's it's a supply and demand thing where if like <laughs> they're constantly pumping out kettle, oh, kettle that corn makes and sense, people man. are constantly getting the kettle yeah. corn. Yeah, just little things. The kettle corn at the front of Hershey Park is the best. <laughs> is the best thing <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Um Yeah, man. Well, I was thinking like we just went to this barbecue place mm-hmm. and like I guess you're right. Like that is technically a Well, ritual. I told you if I may interject myself yet again. <laughs> You, we could have went to, to anywhere. Yeah. We could have went to Panera Bread or we could have went to Chipotle or something. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Those are fine establishments. Yeah. But, like, I'm here visiting with you. Yeah. And you know all the ins and outs of town. Yeah. And I'm, like, taking that little road trip and Up going. some random canyon. Yeah, dude. Like, that was – that is what – I didn't know – I didn't want to put any expectations on you. But, yeah. like, that that's the stuff you got to do, you know. Yeah. You got to break out of the boundaries, color outside the lines, and, like, go – do those things yeah yeah that makes sense man dude i'm looking forward to this race i'm excited what uh did you do anything like extracurricular to get excited for it like in the past when i ran at monument valley mm-hmm. they filmed a whole bunch of movies there so mm-hmm. i checked out uh, a couple of like well my uncle gave me a book actually about the history mm-hmm. which was really cool and it like made the experience more enjoyable because yeah. i was like running by these buttes or mesas or whatever they're called Mm -hmm. and just thinking to myself like this is where this historical event happened here and Mm -hmm. things like that like have you done anything like that i i routinely um i i enjoy all the running documentaries that like people put out yeah like uh there was the one like why why to run 100 miles or oh yeah that uh, one's awesome katula put one out like you know keep keep ultra running weird and stuff and like i just love I just love hearing people's stories and like, you know, everyone's got different reasons. Everyone. Um, I mean, additionally too, I mean, you, you shared that video that, um, that Martin put together of like desert yeah, like last yeah. year and the slow motion fist bump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I, I love like that goes along the line. I don't want to keep, you know, bringing up the rituals, but like just, just sharing those memories and like seeing the slow motion fist bump or seeing the people that we ran with from last year. And it like, you, you can't help but like, you know, it, it, it taps in the feels a little bit and like, yeah. you can't help but like smile and be like, you know, meeting Bob and meeting all these wonderful people. And like, you know, everyone brings their own strengths to these things. Everyone brings their own, um, outlook, their own, ex- their own shared experience. Yeah. And like, you know, you almost become like this little like community. And, uh, you know, I just, I love life is a you you've said this before life is this shared experience and like you know just sharing these stories sharing these traditions like who knows how long like ultra running is going to be like the hottest new thing but i i really just enjoy being out on the trails with people i think the people who enjoy it mm -hmm. at that level of like such an intrinsic joy yeah I think it'll always be the big, the big thing for him. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's exactly what I just cut you off saying. No, like, no, yeah. The people out on the trail exploring these like, unbe- like, dude, I wouldn't go hike the Cocopelli trail mm. without, and I guess total shout outs to Gemini adventures. Yeah, like absolutely man. without All the stuff they get out there, dude, it's insane. Like mm. they do just, I was even telling this to someone the other day. I'm like, cause people mountain bike that 
I'm like, I don't know how people mountain bike it. I, I mean, I do. People have a family member drive to different points mm-hmm. and drop off supplies and water and stuff like that. But I'm like, without that support, I would never in a million years go out on that on that trail just because like as of right now like i wouldn't know how to survive and actually make it through the whole entire trail by myself you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah so i mean just having that opportunity to explore that area and i was telling you about monument valley yesterday like that's on navajo lands where there's only like a three mile hiking trail and yet for this 50 mile trail race they open up 50 miles of their land and you get to like you get a run where Tom, like, you know where Tom Hanks quits as mm-hmm. Forrest Gump? Yeah. You get a run on that thing in the background. You're, like, going on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That stretch of highway. Yeah. Not even the highway. You're on oh, the oh, thing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> the, like, geologic feature. Yeah. In the background, I'm Is like. Is it a mesa? I don't remember what that one's. That one's called, like, Brigham's Tomb. Okay. So right. that sounds scary. Yeah, it does but sound- you get a run on that, and I'm like, if you didn't have, if I didn't have trail running, like, I wouldn't have seen most of the really incredibly beautiful moving places I've been. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm reading this book called Desert Solitaire, which is about Moab in the 50s, like a park ranger or something. And it's interesting on a couple of senses. Like it shows how Moab's changed in 20 or 20 in like 70 years, you know, and some of the changes he totally like predicted back then. Hmm. Um, but then it also like, his writing like gives you an appreciation just for the desert and the scenery and the rocks and the plants and animals and everything you're going to experience in like the South Eastern Utah desert. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm hoping like to be able to appreciate that a little bit more this year too, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, maybe, you know, there are moments of the course that I'm looking forward to where it's like day two, you climb that big Mesa thing. And I'm like, that's awesome. Did I appreciate it last year as much as I might be able to appreciate it this year? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe last year I was in such a, I was just concerned about what was ahead or what I was going to see next and things like that, that I didn't get to take a chance to like actually sit there and enjoy mm-hmm. the scenery and nature that I was in or something. I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the things I did. Um, I mean, I think I think too. Uh, like, you don't. I'm like a bol- I'm like a bargain like ultra runner. Like I will buy. I don't need to buy the. I mean, I've, I've got like probably thirty pairs of sneakers, right? <laughs> but like, I, I'm always buying like the model from like two years ago. Yeah. Like I, I don't. I, I'll never pay over a hundred dollars for a pair of running shoes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, sorry, all you. Sorry, everyone. Shoe- yeah. Yeah, but like you know, there's people that show up to ultras that like they look like they're in their Sunday best or something. And like, the thing is when you're out on this camp, when you're out on desert rats, like you may have to wear the same shirt or same shorts, like twice. God forbid, dude, I'm going to wear the same shirt the whole time <laughs> because last year, Thomas, our friend, Thomas Mullins, who's yeah. like the coolest dude in the world. Yeah. He wore, uh, like this shirt and it was like, so it was, co- it was like, white the white one with the american the flag whitest, it was like skin tight it was like a patagonia shirt yeah, yeah. it was so white at the beginning of the trip mm-hmm. and by the end it was dark beige. Brown. like yeah. yeah it was beige by yeah. the end and i'm like that's cool yeah but you, you, you just get to the point where like 
you can even go to the Colorado and like rinse your stuff out and stuff. But like seriously, five minutes into the run, I maybe want not five all the minutes. dirt. I want the layers of dirt from every day. What's well, like? Me. What's the point? You get to the point of such filthiness that you're like, you just appreciate, just not. You know, we're not we're not females. We don't wear. I don't wear makeup all the time. Yeah. All right. All that's an honest. I'm being honest right Thank now. You. It's not all the time that yeah, I wear man. makeup. I'm just saying that like when you're out there and you're not concerned about how you look or who you're impressing or what yeah. you're wearing or what, you know, whatever. It's yeah. like, I could be running in like my military Marine Corps, like green on green, like skivvy shorts. Yeah. And it's like, you're ultimately running for comfort and you're running for breathability and like you're what running works the for best. Works, yeah. what works the best for you. It could be anything, you know? Yeah. And it's almost like you're just running free, careless, yeah. you know? And uh, I, that's what I just really like is like, you don't, you get to the point of like, cause if you, I'm very – I'm not like Danny Tanner from like Full House. You know, he's like a clean freak and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And like, you know, he was always cleaning and wiping off the counter and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're but more like, of an Uncle Jesse type. What was his he saying? Was, what would we always say? Like uh, like oh, behave. No, he didn't say oh, behave. <laughs> didn't he like, say that? No. It was I swear to you he said a complete brain. Blank if account. he said that, like please he email He would say him. have mercy. It's like, have mercy. Who said, oh, behave? Oh, uh, Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. <laughs> or you could be like an animaniac and be like, hello, nurse. <laughs> no, he's totally not, oh, behave. Anyway, that's one point oh, for crap, fun. man. That was one point for But fun. you try to keep, like, I'm the type of guy that, like, won't set my pack down on the trail because, like, I don't want to get it, like, dirty or something. Yeah. Like, you know, you just get to the point where it's like, you can't even think about that. You know, Dude. you just give somebody your, your bladder, fill the bladder, do this, do that. Hey, Phil, you got peanut butter and snot like all in your beard my I'm pack like, still has care. jelly on it yeah. from last year i'm pretty yeah. sure like there's just jelly i can't get it out well, you could have at least laundered it or done something hosed uh, yeah, it yeah that's a good point i didn't do any of that it I doesn't just, matter it just sat in the garage yeah it's moldy jelly yeah yeah hmm. it's pretty we might all get infected <laughs> with moldy jelly <laughs> but yeah i get you man it's cool it's freeing just being like i'm gonna be covered in i, I want the dirt this year because last year i did change shirts i don't want to change shirts I, I would recommend changing your No, shirts. man. It's uh, – I mean – I don't want to be known as, like, the guys in, like, the stinky tent. Like, stay away, you know. Yeah, They're I all do. stinky tents. I do, They're man. I don't know tents. what to tell you. Let's I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, dude, it's going to be sweet. So And just to rekindle, like, if we, if we can just give another shout-out to uh, Gemini Adventures, like – Excited to like see the runners that we ran like, with last year, as well as, as like, well the staff as the, as the volunteers. Oh man, I'm like, 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 I got like a practical joke print. <laughs> not, not even a, it's not even a funny joke. Huh. But I can't say it here because what we'll if they listen? I got a joke that I can say right now. Okay. What did the kayak uh-huh. say to the timid canoe? You canoe it. <laughs> that was so That's good. Really bad. That was the. Yeah. That's how so you know anyway. you're a dad, you know. I've used it a gazillion times and like hey, I, I, I just one. love with da- no I, I just love with like dad <laughs> jokes when like they're so horribly bad that like they get to the point they're so bad then they become they come a full they come circle around. and they become a they like super funny. Yeah. yeah. I my my students we start every our first dissection, right? Speaking of rituals, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. Seventh grade science, you do your first dissection. Mm-hmm. That's a ritual Is it still right a frog? there, right? We do a frog eventually. A piglet? No, dude, the piglet, we have one at school. Yeah. Creeps me out, man. Yeah. I can't even look at that thing. Mm-hmm. It's super creepy. I don't know how I got through junior high and high school. I, I never did a dissection. Maybe you I wasn't, did not? Maybe I wasn't in, like, the smart science. Dude, I'm inviting you down next year. Oh, boy. Next, like, dissection November. Dissection with guest host. 
with guess how they're like why is he doing it and you're like as grossed out as the seventh graders of a pair of like shears yeah, yeah. but we do a, a sheep's eyeball oh boy um and it's disgust like i think it's disturbing you and had disgusting. me a sheep, sheep's eyeball but yet like <laughs> i have you know i have to put on my game face and i'm like that day i'm goofy man like that's just my personality no. even as a teacher no um that day i put on my game face and i'm really serious because i know some kids are going to do you need to be strong like for your students yeah because i know and not all of them but i know some of them are going to be apprehensive mm -hmm. about cutting into an animal's like eyeball flesh. Yeah, like, yeah yeah exactly so that day i'm like super serious don't say anything the next day though and i i just have this joke planned out so uh -huh. i guess if a future student's listening like spoiler alert oh boy the next day they come in and I'm like, I put my serious face on again. And I'm just like, uh, you know what, guys? I'm really proud of how you guys did with the eyeball dissection. Um, it was really eye opening. Oh, boy. And then I just. So you just have a whole bunch of like eye jokes. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. And then some of my students jump in, though. Please sign And they're your like, eye they hold their hands up. And I'm like, yeah, Marie. And they're like, she's like, yeah, Mr. Ward, I was a little sheepish. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and then we have five. It's like the greatest moment yeah. of the year. Yeah. Nah, I, I like that. And last yeah. year I had kids coming up to me who I didn't even teach uh -huh. telling me dad jokes in the hallway because huh. they just knew. Yeah. They knew I was like into dad jokes. You yeah. know what I mean? So, hmm. so there you go. Um, <laughs> Very well. That might be the weirdest way to end the podcast. Hey, favorite Western-ish movie. We were watching part of True Grit yesterday, and we didn't mm -hmm. get through it, but mm -hmm. or all the way yet. Yeah. But like, do you have one? Like, if you're like, I'm going, cause you're, you know, you're from Maryland. Mm -hmm. if you're like, I'm going out west. Mm -hmm. What do you, what are you watching to get pumped up? I, wa I watched the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly a couple nice. of times. So I feel like that one's like total it's cliche. A classic. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think uh, Back to the Future Two, where they go back to the Midwest, is my favorite. Back to the Future. I think it's Back to the Future Three. You're you're right. You're Isn't right, you're two right. that go. Well, we to have to go to the future. future to go to the past. So you're you're absolutely and right. Then it was they back, go back, it was back to the future. Three. And then his name is Clint Eastwood or something. Correct. Yeah. 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 And somehow his like great grandpa looks exactly like him. Yeah. It's also Michael J. Fox or something. Well, maybe the moral there is that like the things that we did wrong on last year's Desert Rats trip, we can somehow like oh go back and go back, or maybe just by going back now, we can like right those wrongs or like something. I don't know. Oh, I don't know where I'm going with that's that. a good call. But the movie like City Slickers, like you know, I, I know I sent you like links about that, and it's like that. I think parallels our trip, and then now maybe like down the line we'll do one of those like rope and ride like yes. rodeo type like can cattle. you can you say something for me? Absolutely. Can you say Travis Steffen? City Slickers 1 is way better than City Slickers 2. Travis Steffen? Yeah. Okay. Travis Steffen. Uh, City Slickers 1 is way better than City Slickers 2, for the record. Say City Slickers 2 is garbage movie, and City Slickers 1 is a legitimate masterpiece. <laughs> City Slickers 2 is a garbage movie, and City Slickers 1 is an absolute masterpiece. Yes. All right. Sorry. I mean, it's, I it's one of those things where, there. like, there's so many movies out there where, like, they, they strike it rich, they they hit gold yeah. or whatever, and, like, City – not that City Slickers 2, like, detracts from all of City Slickers 1, but I don't I don't like movies where they're like, okay, here's our formula, here's what they do. And you could look at, like, Home Alone 2, you could look at we're Die Hard 2. We're doing the same format. It, we're, Die Hard 2 is a letdown. We're changing yeah. – I mean, if you, if you break it down, like, I, I looked at it, like, scene by scene by scene by scene, like – 
gunshots in Die Hard One are fired at like forty some minutes into the movie, and it's like it, they just it, it's the same exact formula, and like. And, uh, I mean, come on, Home Alone 2, the same thing happens to the same kid. I mean, I, it's a new location, and McAllister's, like, throwing but then bricks it's like, and stuff. But... Yeah, there's, like, the pigeon lady and yeah. not the she's neighbor the, next door. She's the homeless door. guy. Yeah, the neighbor guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's this, you're, and it's, like, uh, it's just heart, it's kind of heartbreaking because, like, there's all these things that you could do with, like, these characters. Yeah. And you're just recycling everything. Die Hard 3, great movie. Die Hard 3 is a great movie. Because they add Samuel L. Jackson in as a little twist. Yes. Like, now it's like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And and, Di- and um, Terminator 2, you could say, well, that's kind of the same thing. Just instead of Sarah uh, Connor, it's John Connor. But they added, they, like, up the ante a little bit. Yeah, Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1. Terminator 2 and Terminator 2 is, like, a good Terminator. Yeah. But that is kind of the same format, sort it's of, like right? Endoskeleton. But over. is that because they flipped it? Now they're like, Arnold's the good guy. Now there's a Terminator out there helping the good guy when you they marketed that movie very well because when you're watching the trailer you're you like, don't know you never you don't know he's a good guy until Whoa. you go and nowadays like they they have to spoil Dude, everything nowadays i can't watch movie trailers yeah. because i'm if it's something i'm actually really excited to see mm-hmm. i'll avoid all trailers mm-hmm. because they they show like i know the movie by the time i'm done with the two minute trailer i'm like all right this happened like we we watched uh the new jurassic park mm-hmm I think if I would have went in fresh, I would have actually liked the movie. If, if you're a youngin and you never <laughs> – like when I was – I think I was 10 years old or something when I saw the first Jurassic Park. Yeah. And that just like blew – that knocked oh, yeah. my socks off. Yeah. But when there's like five other now Jurassic Parks, like going to see this umpteenth Jurassic Park, it doesn't have the same yeah. oomph, you know? One, but I watched the trailer so I knew like this is going to happen and then they're going to go into some house or something. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know that and yeah. I went into the movie, I would be like, whoa, I didn't expect – this took like a left turn somewhere and I didn't expect that and I probably would have enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know how we got started talking about that. City Slickers – I watched it again as an adult and I'm like, this is in my top 10 movies somehow mm-hmm. against all odds. Yeah. Cause we watched it. We turned it on. It's like, this will be fun. Like I like this movie as a kid, but, and then I'm watching it and I'm like, this movie helped like define my life. Mm-hmm. Like it's about these buddies going on an adventure Yeah, and they have it's, it's the way conversations. The movie, it, the, the, and- it's the way the movie's like set up too. Cause I mean, I'll get on the weeds about like the movie, but like, you know, uh, Billy Crystal's character is like, what is it, his 39th birthday? And he doesn't have a – he's, like, working some dead-end job he doesn't yeah. like. Yeah. He, like, sells, like, radio airtime, and they're like, you work – so you work for the radio station. He's like, no. He's, he's like, like no. I sell the air for people to, like, <laughs> yeah. do stuff. And it's, like, the other guy, like, you know – his. Anyway, it shows that these people are, like, real people. They have, like, real people problems. Yeah. And, is I mean, isn't that life at the end of it? And then, like, they go on this adventure, and they, they share these intimate – vulnerabilities of each other with each other and it's like through that they become each other's like allies and they're like vying for each other and uh yeah man it's a it's about that human that human interaction and totally yeah and then there's the whole scene at the end they're riding into camp and you see these guys who were like kind of miserable at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. and now they're riding into camp they have cowboy hats on and they look like of, the real the real they look deal. like cowboys yeah and they're like singing the bonanza song and it's like the coolest scene yeah. i'm like wanting to stand up and fist pump yeah 
And you know how we should always close <laughs> out the podcast is like we'll just do like a movie. Like I don't want this to be. I don't want to set a standard for like yeah. all of your podcasts, but maybe like when you and I come on, there'll just be a movie that we kind of like. Here's the thing that the I outro. think people don't understand. I I mean maybe people understand. I love movies, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like a movie fanatic. Mm-hmm. I'm in mm-hmm. on all sorts of movies. Some say they're it's art imitating life. Is that what they say? I don't. Is I mean, it, maybe about that's what literature. they say about movies. No, I don't know. I mean, it is art, <laughs> and it does imitate life. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, I'll always talk about movies. I'm okay. down. I think we should wrap up there. Here we go. All right, so I guess we should say like, if you want to, because I'm releasing this, we're like, I'm gonna release this like three days before Desert. So if you listen to this the week it comes out. We are in the desert. We're in the. We are in the. We are in it. Yeah, like singing bonanza. Mm -hmm. Cowboy hats. Cowboy hats on, running through the desert Mm -hmm. with pit stains Mm -hmm. and all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyways, you can follow the tracker. I'll link it here somehow. Maybe like Sunday night we'll know what the link is. I'll link this here. I'll link it here or on like our Facebook page or whatever. And then Phil, you can link it too. I'm not too want. adept to like social media. I don't know like yeah, how to like I, how hyperlinks work or I I don't know whether to believe you or not. Can I is there sense. any way like I can route my America online <laughs> username? Yeah. Okay. We'll Are you talking about AOL? <laughs> yeah, we'll hashtag, we'll hashtag it to We'll pound sign it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, so we'll pound sign for the 411 We'll give. We'll provide all the details to the people. Yeah. So when you click the button and it goes, ew, like you're taking it. You're taking it too far. Oh, sorry, man. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll reel you back in. (laughs) (laughs) We'll link all that stuff online. Um, you can follow along the journey. We'll talk about it afterwards. I'm sure. Uh, so yeah. So it's gonna be good, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Phil's Phil's final thought here is just do do something that safely like frightens you a little bit like do if you're this is not like a dating podcast Uh or like a life we're not like life i'm not a life coach right this is actually a dating i forgot i'm I'm, I'm pivoting the podcast (laughs) to dating (laughs) no but if you if there's if there's if there's somebody you want to ask out to lunch or if you're debating what the next step is or should i take the job in illinois or whatever like a lot of times if you look back through history if you study the history books like a lot of times when somebody did something like really courageous or really awesome yeah it kind of worked out like it kind of worked out pretty well you know and it worked out in ways they might not have expected correct but it worked out correct and like it's a lot of times like the people that like i mean you can do something you can plan for something amazing fantastical and it'll fail and you'll be like man that really sucked but maybe by doing that, you opened up like 10 other doors. Yeah. And you're like, holy shnikes, if I wouldn't have done this one thing and just fell flat on my face, I wouldn't have met that one person. Yeah. So it's – failure is going to happen regardless. Life is going to make you fail. But like I just say if you're on the fence about it, just do it, man. Like we're here. I'm sitting with you. We might fail spectacularly I, I when you're listening happens. to this. I hope it happens. <laughs> I hope I'm the guy that fails. No, but like – I the fact that not, I'm sitting man. here with you right now, yeah. spending this time with you and like sharing this experience with you, like, is there anything realer than like us about to embark on this? And there's people doing this every day of their lives. There's, there's people in various aspects. Yes. Yeah. P- filling out that college application, doing the clinical, like 
doing these things and it's like you don't know until you do it so just do it like don't be stupid don't yeah. be a doo-doo head just don't do it. have regrets Correct. don't regret regrets like, are the worst the next year don't think back and be like i wish i would have blah 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 i yeah. wish i would have wrote started writing a book mm-hmm. or something you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah that's cool man right there man i guess my final i don't want to take out because your final thoughts amazing no i was like i gotta give a shout out to bob stuka bob stuka we're gonna miss the guy we, we will miss the guy so yeah. bob i don't know if you're gonna listen to this but i think there's no better way actually you know what let me say this okay if you're on instagram uh-huh you need to follow bob stuka i because I second he, that. he like sprints up the manitou incline mm-hmm. and it's so inspiring to me yeah like every single day he's going up the manitou incline at a ridiculous pace i don't know a little unknown fact about bob stuka when he posts a picture to Instagram and he tries to like scroll through to see the different filters. Yeah. Bob Stuka, there's no filter. There's just, ah, that one kind of <laughs> fell flat. You're trying to do like a, there's no option for filters because with Bob Stuka, there's no filter. Yeah. He's just amazing. He's just fine. I mean, he's amazing the way he is. Yeah. And, and then go, all honestly, yeah. and Bob, if you are listening, he's I want to, I want to interview you for the podcast at some point because truly i think you are just like one of my favorite people in this whole uh ultra running kind of deal you mm-hmm. know what i mean so mm-hmm. anyways and then also paul paul shearing paul we're coming for you we are <laughs> <laughs> but all right man phil thank you for coming on absolutely all right man we'll we'll get back at you guys yep